Welcome back to It's Not You, It's the System, a podcast where I talk myself out of and back into and then back out of doing the things that capitalism wants me to do. Not really. It's actually a podcast for getting internalized oppression and messy family stuff and all the ways that systems may be at work on you in not so helpful ways out of your way to make the impact that you are truly here for. And I'm Lauren. I host this whole thing and I'm a human. Yes, I'm also an anti-capitalist, money positive, trauma certified coach and communications strategist, but today I'm just feeling like a human, extra human, because I am the tired. I had a couple of days last week where I felt like, if you know Frankenstein's monster who has those two screws in his temples, and I felt like that was me. And everything that happened that felt like it was going wrong or felt like it was getting out of control. It was like someone was taking those screws and tightening them and this pressure was building and I literally had a headache and a chronic pain flare, but just metaphorically, that's where I was last week. And it just kept going until at some point I kind of broke. I've been doing a lot. So I don't know why this was surprising. I've been trying to stay on top of a lot of work projects, all of which I feel energized by a lot of the time and really love. So that's a beautiful thing that I'm grateful for, that I love all of my collaborations and the stuff I'm actually doing day to day. But doing all of that while also trying to be a reliable person at home and oh yeah I need to make a dentist appointment and oh I forgot to go get quarters for the laundry again and why is my body so inflamed and why is my chronic pain so bad and oh my god I can't fall asleep before 2 a.m and now I'm listening to a podcast that's triggering PTSD stuff that I'm not really prepared to deal with all of this was just a recipe for a very sensitive two days last week with a lot of crying, a lot of canceling and rescheduling meetings. Thank you for your understanding if that was you. And just having to get really honest with myself about what I can actually handle moment to moment when things, meaning my body and nervous system and technology and finances and everything else that I do to make my days work, those things are not operating at the level I need them to for me to feel okay. So I'm here today, having come back to a pretty solid center, which feels good. It probably helps that my period started because I'm sure hormones played a big role in all of this as they always do. But one thing that became extremely clear over the last few days was yes, I do indeed need to exit stage left from Instagram, at least for a while. And if you listened to last week, episode seven, you may have heard me doing that thing at the end where I was in a little bit of an argument with myself, talking myself out of quitting and giving all these good reasons, then catching what I was doing, catching myself in that moment and recognizing, oh, this is addiction talking, (laughs) like a literal addiction slash fear slash capitalism slash indoctrination It was at work on me in real time. So I hope that if you've listened to that and if you haven't, maybe go back an episode and start there. I hope that was helpful for you too because it was helpful for me. And 
yeah, where I've landed is I am done. And much like sobriety, everything is one day at a time, right? I might change my mind in a month, six months, six hours. I always have permission to change my mind, but I feel very solid that I'm done with Instagram, at least until it feels like it would just be fucking fun to be on that app again. It doesn't feel fun anymore. I honestly can't remember the last time it felt fun without a very high cost to it, but now it's like a high cost and no fun. So what am I doing? (laughs) And real talk, my actual goals in life are not being served by being on Instagram. They haven't been for a long time. And maybe if I ever write a book, I'll get some flack from publishers for not posting or building my following. But I really hope that we're all deciding collectively, right, to move away from this idea that more followers translates to more book sales or that more followers translates to more value around your voice in this symphony of ideas that are out there. Or that more followers means you somehow are more worthy of being paid for a book advance. I just, I would like to opt out. This is one area I can opt out of the system and it's in my power and it's actually not coming at a very high cost to me. So I'm good. (laughs) And if my truest aim is to leverage my experience and my abilities and as cheesy as it sounds, my gifts towards safety and freedom and joy for all of us, which includes me, I'm part of all of us, does it really make sense to continue sinking my time and attention and resources and energy into a platform run by a billionaire asshole that works against those very things in my life and perhaps works against those things in others' lives too? And as I said last time, I'm not here to evangelize and bring you along with me. Of course, if this is resonating, maybe this is something you explore, but if Instagram works for you or any platform works for you, feels good and it's aligned and nourishing, please do whatever is right for you. I don't have those answers. I don't have any clear answers. I don't know that I ever will because again, I'm a human, human in card today. All I can offer on this podcast or anywhere else I share what I'm thinking is my current ideas, my current questions, my current thoughts, things I'm exploring and experimenting with. I don't know any more or any better than anyone else. I just have perhaps some experience and some different perspectives. So I'm at this point where I need to step away and that's happening as of this Sunday on Instagram. Don't ask me why, I just kind of picked a day It's before the end of the year, and it's a day when I have time carved out for a deep dive into business planning anyway, so I'm just going to fucking do it. I would do it sooner, but I actually have a lot of other more time-sensitive things I need to do. And I was asking some friends today what kinds of questions they might want me to explore, I think I already spoke to one question a friend had. She said something to the effect of, I'm sometimes afraid to quit, especially quit publicly anything, because what if I change my mind? Yeah, what if you change your mind? You know, you change your mind. And I don't mean to be flip when I say that. It's like, yeah, what if you change your mind? Then what a beautiful opportunity to model for other people what it's like to change your mind. Not to dismiss the fear and the worry about what others might think. That's real. I'm not trying to minimize that 
And I think nothing is forever anyway. And even saying I'm quitting Instagram or quitting anything, I mean, I'm sober, but that doesn't mean I'll be sober forever. Today, I'm making that choice and I'm going to continue making that choice, I think. And if I get too far ahead of myself, I'm going to spin out and not do anything. (laughs) So that's how I would address that question. The other question that came up from another friend is around marketing. So they'd like me to elaborate on how I will market my work without Instagram. And again, I hope this doesn't land as flip or sassy, but it's like, my answer to that is doing everything else marketing wise that has actually yielded me results. And yeah, the thing, just continue to build and do more of the things that have actually generated revenue or moved me toward these bigger goals that I have, not just financially, of course, I'm not just talking about my business. Cause when I talk about building wealth and money mindset stuff, which we'll definitely do an episode or 10 on my goal with building my own personal wealth or growing my business is not from a place of wanting to hoard money and have a lot of luxuries, although there are a few I wouldn't mind. It's from a place of, I have more leverage then to dismantle the systems that are hurting all of us. Because in this current system, money offers some power and some agency. You may have heard the term, fuck you money. I would like to have some fuck you money so I never have to do work where I feel degraded or not respected or abused ever again. And I would like to have that kind of money to give to somebody else to get them out of a situation where they're doing that kind of work too. I want all of us to have exactly what we need on our own terms. And so, yeah, revenue has to be part of the goals (laughs) toward, at least in my, the way I feel called to show up and do my work. Revenue has to be part of that. And if something's not generating revenue and I'd go a step further and actually being profitable where I am earning more than I'm spending to run my business, it doesn't make sense to continue it for me right now, especially something that's not actually fun. If Instagram were a good time and I just loved creating content and taking in other people's ideas, this would be a different thing. I would just say, yeah, my quitting is not quitting Instagram, it's quitting marketing on Instagram. But no, I'm quitting Instagram because none of it is working for me on any level. But specifically on the marketing, I think that, and this is something I bring up with every single one of my business coaching clients, because I do quite a bit of coaching with entrepreneurs, is we need to focus on external marketing. Internal marketing is not bad. Internal meaning you are marketing to people who are already in your community. So that would mean someone on your email list. It's your Instagram followers. It's people you regularly interact with who already know about you and what you're up to. Maybe they've already bought from you. Maybe they tell people about your work, but they're just people who are already in your community and aware of you. External marketing is what is working for me right now and what is bringing in new opportunities that are not only bringing in money, of course, but they're also very aligned. And so external marketing can be things like guesting on podcasts, or maybe you write a piece that's featured in a publication or on someone else's blog, or you do a newsletter swap where you take over someone else's newsletter for the day and offer some support to their clients and they do the same for yours. 
one thing that I have done a ton of in the last six months or so, I would say, is just networking. And that's a word I was allergic to for a long time, especially after I left DC 10 years ago, which is wild to think about that that was a decade ago. But DC was all about, who do you know? I know a guy, or I know a guy who knows a guy, I know who to call. And it's not that that was always icky, but it just always felt very transactional to me. But when I'm talking about networking now, I just mean building relationships with cool fucking people. Being like, hey friend, I heard that you did some work with this organization. I'm really interested in their work. Would you be up for introducing me to their founder? I would like to meet them. And I'm not, I'm typically not going into any of those calls with some kind of goal in mind. Occasionally I'll have an idea for collaboration or I'll have heard a person express a need that they have and I'm like, oh, I can help you with that. Let me know if you wanna talk. It's just very authentic. And so external marketing for me is where it's at and specifically even on LinkedIn, because that algorithm doesn't seem to have been totally broken yet, (laughs) where your content can get in front of your connections connections. That feels like a good use of my time and it's so much less addictive for me than Instagram. So yeah, my plan is very simple. It's to stop what isn't working, mainly Instagram, and keep doing what has always worked for me. So offering support to people I come across whose work or their needs feel aligned with what I do and love, showing up and offering support without an expectation of something in return, and just being my whole ass self in every space. And I will say, even just in the last few months, by setting aside a lot of things I felt obligated to do, I've had so many aligned and really inspiring opportunities come in. For one thing, I'm officially starting this week as my friend Shannon Hoffman's communications director for her city council campaign. Please donate at the link in the show notes for a grassroots campaign. Every dollar makes a difference. I also recently picked up a fundraising client thanks to my friends at Rise Collective with an incredible nonprofit in Florida that delivers fresh produce to seniors who can't afford it. I have cried so many times on those calls and reading (laughs) their client stories. It's just such a beautiful organization. I'm not sure if I can share about their name publicly, but I will check in the next meeting if you just want to learn more about them. And then I'm also starting some marketing consulting at the end of this week with a fellow anti-capitalist business owner. And of course, I get to continue coaching and supporting some of the most brilliant and the kindest humans ever inside Take Up Space, which is my community coaching program. And then in these one-on-one coaching sessions too. I want to say I'm lucky and I do feel that, but I also know that none of these opportunities and connections happened accidentally. They're happening because of the spaces I choose to put myself in, the people I choose to reach out to, offer support to. Again, not with an expectation of some transaction happening, but just as a fellow person. And also these relationships I cultivate. I'm just being me and not leaving any parts of myself at the door when I meet people for the first time. And, you know, I heard a metaphor once about marketing and I can't remember who it's from. So if you know who, please reach out to me so I can share their name next episode. 
but they talked about marketing being like, okay, you are one person among many people in a big bustling city. And there are people rushing by you, busy with their own lives. But as you stand here on the sidewalk amongst all the busyness, you start to play your instrument. Maybe you sing, maybe you're playing a violin and you offer this beautiful melody that is totally and completely honest and true to who you are and how you want to be in the world. And maybe one person stops to listen to your song right there on the sidewalk. And then two people stop to listen. And then a few more. And maybe some people notice the crowd gathering and want to see what's going on. And then they hear your song and stick around. And maybe the wind carries your song a few blocks away. And one person nearby listening in makes a note to themselves to tell their friend about you because their friend would love this song. And your song's reach grows and grows, but not because you're forcing it to grow by playing as loud or singing as loud as possible. If you've ever tried to sing super loud that you're almost yelling, it loses resonance. Your voice doesn't resonate literally. The sound waves don't resonate in the same way and it doesn't land for other people the same way. That wouldn't sound as beautiful or resonant. It would just be loud. And there's plenty of loud out there, right? Your song's reach is growing because it's authentic and it's doing its thing. It's just resonating with the exact people it's meant to resonate with. And that resonance that they feel is going to ripple out beyond those people to their communities, their loved ones. And it's growing and growing and growing. This community of people who just love the song that you're playing. And so for me, I'm just continuing to slow down, to make some room, to read the book, How to Not Always Be Working by Marley Grace, and trusting in this timing that, yes, I can contribute to things happening by showing up, being myself, raising my hand, telling people what I do and offering help when it makes sense. But I don't have to force anything to happen. And in fact, forcing things to happen is exactly what has burned me out time and time again. And I have no interest in going back there. So in the short term, my marketing plan is just keep talking to anyone who's interested about why the systems are the problem, not the people in them. I'll keep making this podcast because I love it. I want to keep being a guest on other podcasts because I love that. I want to keep inviting people whose work or values or interests light me up to have coffee or talk on Zoom or be a guest on this podcast because I learned so much from those conversations. I love sharing them. And a lot of unexpected and really beautiful collaborations have happened as a result. I'm also going to stay on my ADHD meds. I'm going to keep journaling. I'm going to keep pulling tarot. I'm going to go to therapy and Pilates and try to go to bed earlier and eat green things and stay with these organizational systems I've started implementing that keep me on track. And I want to stay connected with what's going on with my finances, not be so afraid of looking at my bank account balance, and of course, stay sober. And none of the rest can happen without those things. 
because then my body and my brain and my relationships and my bank account are feeling shitty. So everything else is going to become shitty. I have to start with me. And I'm going to be unapologetic about owning what I know I am fucking good at. Like coaching people around inner work and relationship skills and social change roles. I'm also an excellent communicator. I'm very good at helping people with their communications, especially their public facing communications. If they have a platform like a business that they're growing or a campaign that they're running or a nonprofit they're starting or a community project they're leading, I can help them do that. And I'm going to keep trusting myself when something feels like a no and when something feels like a yes, even if in the moment that intuitive hit I have doesn't make logical sense quite yet. That's okay. It eventually will. And I'm going to keep giving myself radical permission to, again, change my mind anytime I fucking want to. (laughs) So if you see me back on Instagram, just know it's because it's feeling fun and good and not because I feel obligated. And I'm going to say yes to all of the support that's already around me, especially my husband, who is the most evolved cis straight man I know. And of course, my fellow entrepreneurs who let me blow up our group chat. And then they send back funny memes or dog photos whenever I'm having a rough day and just want to burn it all down. And that's where I was last week, for sure. So I guess that's my marketing plan. I'll keep you posted and I'll end by inviting you to think about what is on your plate, what doesn't feel good or doesn't feel good anymore. If there's anything you're doing because you feel like you have to, it's a rule or you'll be behind or not legitimate if you don't do this thing, like fuck that. If you're somebody who feels like you have to send everyone holiday cards don't do that. Don't do that to yourself unless you really like it, (laughs) right? If you feel like you have to host people this time of year, don't do that. If you feel like you need to be on Instagram to grow your business or to look like a legit business owner, stop unless you like it. And last thing I'll just say on this topic, besides the fact that I personally don't want to grow my work on a platform that I hate, because that means any results that I get are going to demand that I keep being on that platform I hate, as I've learned from my friend Brooke Monahan. I've also found that making content and interacting with others' content on Instagram was one way I was procrastinating, because I was kind of tricking myself into feeling like, oh, I'm busy with my business, and I'm checking stuff off my to-do list, and I felt like I was doing something, but I was actually not really getting the results that I wanted. At least not in terms of my mental health, in terms of my revenue, in terms of living my values. The payoff just wasn't there. And it's similar to times that I'll post like, hey, call your senators about this bill. And then I'd have to check myself later that day and be like, wait a minute, did I call my senator? (laughs) Am I posting because posting feels like it's doing something? Because posting isn't enough, right? We're talking about social change showing up in all the other ways is so important. Posting, it's not that it never matters, but you're probably preaching to the choir if somebody follows you and actually sees what you're doing, right? So I'm going to leave that there. That could be its whole own episode and probably will be someday. 
Before we go, be sure to check the show notes because there are a couple links you might be interested in. One is for a free workshop coming up this Tuesday, December 13th called You Have What It Takes to Run a Business. I'm hosting this with Michelle Ward, my first ever business coach, who is also the CEO of 90 Day Business Launch. And this is for anyone who wants to hear Michelle's and my very non-traditional, very non-linear entrepreneurship stories, maybe dig into any imposter complex, worries, excuses perhaps, or other quote unquote good reasons that you either can't start, can't run, or can't pivot your business. And we're definitely going to spend time on all the ways that marketing and selling don't have to suck. They don't have to be the way you think. See all of the above in this episode about why you don't need to be on Instagram. And then quick reminder, I do have virtual gift cards. So if you or your loved ones want the gift of support heading into 2023, you can apply gift cards to any of my workshops. You can apply it to take up space. If you become a member, you can apply it to one-on-one coaching, marketing, consulting, copywriting, anything else I offer, as long as it's not me as a guest of somebody else. So you can find that link in the show notes as well. And I'm just going to say it again. Ratings and reviews, oh, they're so helpful. Thank you to everyone who dropped five stars after the last episode. And I would be so grateful if you haven't left five stars and a review. If you haven't done both, please either unlock your phone screen, scroll back to your podcast app, and just do it right now. Like hit pause. It would mean the world to me. It helps other people see me in the algorithm. So it becomes yet another external marketing strategy for me with the podcast. And I say that not because again, it's not about building my wealth and hoarding money. It's because the things I have learned and what I'm sharing here that I've gathered over years of recovery and learning from amazing teachers and people who've come before me, I want this message to get to more people. I know for myself, when I finally realized that it wasn't me, it was the systems that play on me, the healing that I experienced, the relief, the self-compassion, and then as a result, the higher capacity to support other people was, I don't even know how to describe how important that was for me in my life. And so if this can reach anybody else who needs to hear it by you And everyone else listening, leaving a five-star rating and a one or two sentence review, it truly would mean the world to me. And I really know it would help other people. So thank you as always for listening. Thank you for being here. This is episode eight. We're two months in. Can you believe it? And I'll be back next week with episode nine. In the meantime, take good care.